Stand Up for the Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up for the Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. My name is Bishop E.W. Jackson, Chairman of Ministers Taking a Stand, with a message to Christians in the black community. It is time to end the slavish devotion to the Democrat Party. They have insulted us, used us, and manipulated us. They have saturated the black community with ridiculous lies. Unless we support the Democrat Party, we will be returned to slavery. We will be robbed of voting rights. The Martin Luther King holiday will be repealed. They think we are stupid and that these lies will hold us captive while they violate everything we believe as Christians. The Democrat Party has created an unholy alliance between certain so-called civil rights leaders and Planned Parenthood, which has killed unborn black babies by the tens of millions. Planned Parenthood has been far more lethal to black lives than the KKK ever was. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, that was just a little taste of our guest this morning. We're uh, tr- still trying to connect with E.W. Jackson. He actually did a little radio or a video uh, program today and uh, this morning already. And then he's got another one right after our interview, God willing. But um, you can connect with him on Facebook. We've got some links today we will share on StandUpForTheTruth.com. Yeah, he already did something an hour ago. Uh, a, a video program called Wisdom Awakening, and uh, we are in between his other uh, event. But anyway, um, we're hoping to connect, but I just want to share a couple things before we get going into the interview. Um, first of all, a lot of people are very thankful they're finding out about our resources, our resource page, 200-plus resources in alphabetical order that you can trust to get news to get teaching, to get biblical worldview, commentary, uh, globalism, prophecy, um, the whole counsel of God. Um, so they're in alphabetical order. We've got well over 200 now. Please check those out and share. Such a valuable resource. Um, so far, our website is still up, and we know we have enemies out there, as uh, any Christian that is vocal about their faith, trying to be salt and light in the country and culture, you are going to be attacked, and so are we. So get it while you can. 200 resources you can trust. Go to StandUpForTheTruth.com, and then up at the top of the page, one word, it says resources. So I want to open in prayer, and then I've got a few articles if we're trying to connect with E.W. Jackson. Well, we're very thankful. I met him a couple years ago in Dallas at a pastor's conference Shout out to our friends at Liberty Pastors, Paul Blair, Dan Fisher, Steve Smotherman, uh, so many others. Alex Newman was there. Uh, Trevor Loudon was there. Um, I was so blessed and encouraged to meet all these men of God. And we've had them on the podcast, so it's been a blessing, and the guests. And I do want to thank you for sharing the podcast. We have very few ways to get the podcast out because we are suppressed and censored and limited. We're, we're, we just haven't found a way around that yet, particularly on social media. But our podcast numbers are up an average of a thousand more 
than we were just a month or two ago in daily downloads. And that is due to you. We're growing and we're not doing anything, but putting it out there, making it available because of you, we're growing. So thank you. Uh, before we get to a couple of these articles, I just want to open in prayer and ask God for wisdom. Lord God, thank you for giving us this day. We know that you are faithful. Thank you for your promise to strengthen us and protect us from the evil one. We trust you, God, in all things. We recognize your sovereignty. We also know that the testing of our faith provides endurance, and, and it brings endurance, and we need that to sustain us during these times as we walk with you one day at a time to try to live out the purpose and the calling on our lives as Bible-believing Christians. Um, help us to be active. Help us to be vocal, but yet help us to take the time away with you, those quiet moments when you can pour into our hearts and our minds and build our spirits and our faith in your word and in prayer, God. Help us to be more disciplined for myself and those who need it, those disciplines to spend more time with you that we will have everything we need when we go out into our culture and do the daily battles we we do in the, the fight that we're in every day. Um, okay, so thank you guys. God bless you. Um, we want to get into some articles here real quick. Um, first of all, I came across this one. Gallup first began polling Americans in 1996 on same-sex marriage. Now, they began polling, I think, in the 1930s, as we've been talking about, the, the apostasy, right? 1940s, they've been asking questions about Americans' faith in God. I talked to Pastor Andy Woods about that yesterday, and that's my weekly article over at Harbinger's Daily and freedomproject.com. You can get the article on Gallup poll, Americans falling away. The Americans, the, are, the belief in God dips to historic Lows. So 1996, 27% of, of the public supported legalized same-sex unions. 27% of the American public in 1996. What about this year? Flip those numbers from 27%, now 72% of the American public supports same-sex unions. What happened since 1996 27% of the country now flipped to 72% of the country. Friends, we've been talking about that a lot. That is outstanding marketing. And as that book, a brilliant book uh, years ago by David Capellian, The Marketing of Evil. If you have not read that, pick that one up. Um, brilliant book, The Marketing of Evil. That's what we're seeing with the glorification of sin. The drag queen story hours. Do you think it's normal to have young children attending these drag shows? These are men, many oftentimes gay men dressing up as women. And you've there. I've seen some pictures that are, disturb me. I can't get them out of my mind. These are these men are almost naked. They have they're either on a g string or they're wearing whatever. And young young children. I'm I'm serious. Girls. Little girls, I'm looking at this one picture. It's, it's like, what, what is this? Seven or eight years old? This little girl is putting a dollar bill in, in the G string, touching this man's skin. This drag queen. Is this normal now? Oh, Lord, help us. And this, when we talk about the days of Noah, by the way, it's not the fact that we are, or, or that Noah's day was so godless. 
the, the days of Noah, when everyone was carrying on, eating and drinking, getting married, being given in marriage, they were carrying on as if nothing was wrong. That describes the days of Noah. We are in the United States of entertainment. We are carrying on, in even in the church, as if nothing is wrong. Nothing is wrong. We are carrying on. The days of Noah, we've got them and we are living them. Rampant immorality, off the charts depravity in this country. And we are carrying on as business as usual. All right, guys, I just get very upset uh, at that. I, I, I'm, I, no, I'm not going to apologize. I am not going to apologize because I believe God is offended. He once shed his grace on this country, blessed this country. Yes, Israel is his chosen people, are his chosen people, is his chosen nation. But blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I believe that says in Psalm 33. We were a nation whose God was the Lord. Not anymore. Not anymore. But that's not a call for us to give up. That's a call for us to pick up our our armor, the armor of God, and put it on again, friends. Ephesians 6, put on that armor. And you know what? That's not a daily thing, the armor of God. I just want to get off topic just slightly into Ephesians 6, because that's what we really think of when we think of spiritual warfare and putting on the armor of God. It's like we've got to do that every day. Okay, I'm going to go through and put on the, the shoes, the gospel of peace. I'm going to put on the, the belt of truth, which comes, which kind of straps everything together. Truth holds everything together and in place. That is the belt of truth around that armor of God. You've got the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith. You've got the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. We're talking about the armor of God that should constantly be on us, figuratively, spiritually speaking. It's not something we have to do every day, but we have to be aware of it. We have to know that the Word of God provides us what we need. And God gives us everything we need for life and for godliness. Thank you, Peter, for putting that in one of your letters. Now, let's go to some of the stuff that's happening today. Um, Joe Biden is touting historic progress away, moving away from the First Amendment. You heard that right. Moving away from the First Amendment. They don't... The left, the Democrats, the socialists, the Marxists, however you want to describe them, they don't value, they don't respect the U.S. Constitution. All right, back to this. So he did an executive order. You know, he did all this stuff for Pride Month, right? And by the way, I'm going to ask, God willing, if we can connect with E.W. Jackson this morning, I'm going to ask him if he thinks Pride Month is going to stop next week at the end of June. No, it doesn't stop. It's Pride Promotion all year round, and you know that, just by watching television, by seeing ads in the stores, by seeing the rainbow flag, um, which technically are different colors than God's rainbow, the authentic true rainbow, the covenant with God in, the, in Genesis. Anyway, um, so the Biden administration has been taking steps to advance LGBTQI plus equality. This is what he says. On advancing equality for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex individuals. Uh, he signed, you don't believe me, he signed an executive order on June 15th, halfway through this month, uh, the White House Pride Month, which they are observing, by the way. 
most of us don't. Most of us are just trying to live our lives and and uh, be um, ambassadors for Christ and just try to make a difference in our homes, our communities, our culture, and our country. So a guy over at the Ethics and po- Public Policy Center says, various scholars are focusing on different areas, including the freedom of speech and religious liberty. And these executive orders and all these things that the administration is pushing will infringe on you, brother and sister in Christ, if you're living your life publicly as a Christian, meaning if you're not, um, you know, just quiet about it. And here's a quote from the article. But I think the primary concern for most people is simply going to be the children who are being victimized by this push to mandate medical transition as the only acceptable response to children with gender dysphoria or a confused sense of gender. Let me repeat that. They are concerned that uh, about children that are being victimized by the promotion of, quote, assigning your own sex, changing sex, deciding what you want to be, meaning surgery. Hormone blockers, surgery, medical transition, in quotes. So listen to this, though. Very progressive countries like Sweden, Finland, and Denmark are moving back from engaging in attempts to transition children to another gender. Let me repeat that, because here we are in America catching up to the worldly ways of Europe and other nations who have, have, are even more progressive than we are. Progressive is not a positive thing. If you're a Bible-believing Christian, when you use the word progressive, understand that is not a positive thing. That is conforming to the world and being of the world and denying the truth of God when you say progressive. Understand that a worldview, that agenda? Okay, great. Now that we have that, let me repeat this. Progressive countries like Sweden, Finland, and Denmark are moving back In other words, they're moving away from engaging in attempts to transition children to another gender. They are now seeing some of the results, some of the consequences, some of the regret, suicide attempts, depression, confusion, mental disorders. They're seeing all kinds of stuff that they're going, whoa, 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 wait a minute. But what's America doing? We're going headlong into this. Uh, yeah, even the medical associate. Let's 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 provide more gender transition in quotes surgery. Um, okay, we may have to go to some breaking news in a minute, and I'm not going to tell you what that is. I think a lot of you know what that is. Crash, keep an eye on that. Um. We may have to go to that in a minute. I want to get to this other article on a a second pandemic. President Joe Biden says, we just don't need more money for vaccines for children. He said, we need more money to plan for the second pandemic. Those are his words. The man selected and put in place in the White House. Notice I didn't say he was elected. I said he was put in place. He's the current acting president of the United States, and there's going to be another pandemic, he says. We, he says, we think, we have to think ahead, and that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing fairly well in his administration. 
So um, let me just go on here. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Americans, is he going to fool us again? Is he, is, is, are the elites, the liberals, the Marxists, the globalists that want to lock down, shut down, uh, make businesses go away and, and make people lose jobs, vaccine mandates, infringing on our freedom in more ways than one? You know, there's a lot of states that still have pandemic money. And what does the Biden administration want to do? They're going to tax the American people further for something that's coming in the future or that they want to come in the future. Congress already passed measures having to do with coronavirus relief, and Biden is asking for more money. Keep an eye on what your state senator is doing, friends. Meanwhile, what's the WHO doing? The World Health Organization? An emergency committee met in London yesterday to consider if the spiraling outbreak of monkeypox warrants it being declared a global emergency, possibly requiring a global response. What does that mean? Loss of freedom, more lockdowns, more government control, more suffering, especially in the middle class. Well, I think there, there's, there's nothing we need to do right now other than go to this breaking news. And it looks like, friends, now let's, let's talk about this. We've talked about federalism on this program before. It looks like the Supreme Court just released the highly anticipated decision on Roe versus Wade weeks after the leak, and it looks like the Supreme Court just struck down Roe v. Wade. That's what we're hearing from our breaking news sources. Roe v. Wade apparently now is history, and we're just confirming that with a couple different sources. We're going to different headline outlets. Uh, this is huge, huge with a capital U. <laughs> um, so let's talk about this, what this means. We... I mean, yesterday we had Pastor Andy Woods on the podcast, and he was on the day after the leak from the Supreme Court. The day after the Supreme Court leaked, looks like the now, and he was warning us, by the way, what's going to happen. Um, Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade in landmark opinion. This, friends, is good news, very good news, but... In my other hand, the Department of Homeland Security is warning churches and pregnancy centers to be prepared, be prepared for, quote, night of rage by pro-abortion terrorist groups that are Democrats, that are leftists, that are arsonists, and that are um, radicals. Um, they are going to be looking at pro-life groups, pregnancy, pregnancy centers, and ch- churches to vandalize, I hope... Everybody got their um, web, their cameras up, their security cameras up. I hope uh, churches are prayed up, and let's pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We um, we lift this up to you right now. First of all, we thank you for the courage of the justices, the handful of justices that uh, overruled the the leftist and progressive and liberal justices on this very important decision to protect human life in mother's wombs, to protect babies, to try to limit the slaughter of innocent babies' lives across the country federally. And now, God, thankfully, it goes to the states. Lord, we need your wisdom, and we thank you for your mercy on this nation. Um, 
Your patience means salvation. You still want lives to be saved, and you still want to save people eternally. Well, Lord, we thank you for this decision. We pray in Jesus' name for protection for the church, for pro-life groups, for organizations that minister to pregnant girls and women and that are in favor of life in mother's wombs. We pray for protection, God, from the uh, Democrat groups, the liberals, the violent activists, the um, activist groups that are already in motion, planning evil and plotting evil. Lord, we ask that you would give us wisdom. We pray that we would not respond to evil with evil, but that we would overcome evil with good. Help us not conform to the world's ways. Help us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And Lord God, um, we know greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this decision today. And now may you work, Lord, through state governors, senators, and representatives from at the state and local level now and that life may be protected in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we come back a lot more on this breaking news. Roe Ro v. Wade overturning when we're live on the podcast. I thought that was kind of a cool thing, Crash. All right, we'll talk a lot more about this when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Friends, keep praying. Get that armor of God on and keep it on. We'll be right back. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Praise God for the good news today, friends, and we need to keep it all in perspective. Um, that means don't gloat. Hello? I, I, oh, you I, wanted to say something? Yeah, Trash I, wants to chime in here. This is awesome. I, was, I told him during the break, we got to break historic news during the live podcast. Now, a lot of you are going to listen to this tonight. A lot of you are listening the next day. But we got to break the news on the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, the landmark opinion on Stand Up For The Truth podcast. And we're not really a news show, but crash your thoughts. You, whenever you mentioned my name, I went, okay, you mentioned my name twice. I have to, <laughs> now that means you gave me permission. That's biblical permission for me to enter the conversation. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I remember in the days of back in Stand Up for the Truth, in the days of Mike LeMay and Amy Freeman talking about this, I would have lost money betting that this would ever happen. I will say, I just not did not yeah. see how Roe versus Wade would ever be overturned. I never thought they would ever consider the science of what the the original argument was. So this yeah. is uh, this is God. It is God, and I thought so too. And and shame on me for doubting. No, I, I did, I did too. Only because I'm thinking, okay, how many decades has it been? The decision was 1973, and the money. There's so much money to be made from abortion. Well, it is so much money. Big business. It's it's too. It's too big. It is too big big to be overturned. It is big business to the point that a major party platform, the Democrat Party cannot have any representative that is pro-life in the Democrat Party. They, there may be some pro-life Democrats, but they're not higher, they're not in the Senate, they're not in the House that I know of, or they are voted out. 
Because this is such a cash cow. It is a sacrament. Murder of innocent children in mother's wombs is a sacrament. Is evil is like uh, presenting them on the altar of Molech. It is a, a, a evil in our land, but it is the platform of the Democrat Party, and it's a sacrament. They cannot allow representatives in that party to it, be that, in That's office. my point. I just thought is God can do whatever he wants, and he will do whatever he wants, but it was just unthinkable even yesterday i just didn't think it was going to happen well you know because another of, reason there's we're in so deep another reason it's crash when when was that you can help me with this on this date when did we first know of ultrasounds and sonograms where you can actually see inside a mother's womb to see the baby and the development and know what's going on that, that, i heard it was in the 90s i thought uh, it was I, the I, 80s okay, but, okay okay it's possible let's say it was 1990 here we are 30 years later, after we knew, because of, I believe there was someone during the Supreme Court arguments in the court case Roe v. Wade, 1972 and 1973, where someone actually said, if we only had a window into the womb, and then around 1990, you could see with ultrasounds, sonograms, and then there was more research done, understanding the baby's development when they when they start, uh, you know, seeing and and hearing and feeling and moving around and and breathing the amniotic fluid and all, all these things, the, the the heartbeat starts at a certain in a couple of weeks. We know all this, and we started seeing these things in 1990. Because of that, I thought, okay, we've got evidence, we've got the science, and they're not going to overturn this. But so right. I was wrong because I said that for years. With all that we know now, and they're in denial about, they're they're just not. But, so, so praise God for this. But, but Christians have known it for centuries. Okay, so it, it is. It's the evil versus good, and there has to be a time of evil. And this is where are we? Are the wrath of abandonment? What's going on? So it was just one of those things where, especially what after I just don't trust the Supreme Court after what happened with the election fraud. Yep. So I'm going, why would they turn over? T- <laughs> I know, I know, election I know. fraud versus Roe versus Wade. EW is trying to get through. Here. Oh, he is. It looks like uh, I'm making some connections, so he might just come on. Okay, maybe just for ten minutes. I know he's got a limited time. I think he's got something at eleven Eastern, which is ten Central time. So uh, uh, recap. Now I yeah. gave you a USA Today yeah. because I did not want to use. Somebody could say that's a conservative news source. So I gave USA you, Today. Oh yeah, my gosh, well, they're uber hey, liberal. If, if they're talking about it, yeah. then 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 because uh, that's what everybody. I mean the 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 uh, I, the liberals are looking at this right now. Yeah, and I, I think I'm going to go to my Twitter feed and check this out and see what's happening. Uh, that ought to be interesting. You're gonna, now, friends. Remember to be civil. Don't respond to evil with evil. Don't respond to hate with hate. Um, so let's go to this USA Today article. By the way, I got your um, text, Armand. Thank you. He says, now we have to take our state back. And, yeah, that's that's going to be an even longer, uh, longer battle, I think. Wisconsin, friends, as you know, we're one of the blue slash red slash purple states. Um, we did flip for Trump when he ran against Hillary. Uh, but then we flipped back uh, because of the, um, well, the curious situation with the votes. <laughs> Notice I didn't say voter fraud. Oh, I said it. Um, okay. USA Today, Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Eli- Listen to this in their headline, Crash. Did you even pick up on this? No, I, Listen I, to this. I just printed it out and handed it to you. Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. 
eliminating constitutional right to abortion. So this idiotic <laughs> news, I mean, I'm not, you can't even call, it's a, it's a leftist trash it's can. Gannett, it's Gannett News. Yes. They said there's a constitutional right to abortion. Christian, Here he is. If, Christian that knows the Bible, do you understand there is no constitutional right to abortion? We, there was never a right to kill your child in the womb. That was something that the court fabricated, a right to abortion. But this is what USA Today is putting out. So the headline again, Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, eliminating constitutional right to abortion. Oh, I believe, hey, hey E.W. Jackson, are you with us? <laughs> I am with you, yes. All right, um, we're talking about something you're not very passionate about either. <laughs> <laughs> so, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Sorry we couldn't connect earlier. I understand you've got something coming up at 11 your time. Well, listen, my apologies. It just mixed up on our part, but I, I'm, I'm glad to be with you, particularly on such an historic occasion. Yeah, we broke hey, the man. news. We broke the news, brother. We are so excited to refresh your memory. By the way, we, you and I met at the Liberty Pastors Conference in Dallas, Texas, uh, two years ago, just, and it was a pleasure meeting you and hearing you speak. But I'm glad to get you on. I, I'm tell people about the awakening, uh, over at American Family Radio. But E.W. Jackson, we talked a little bit about the threats by these radical terrorists, abortion Democrat, Marxist uh, liberal groups, including Jane's Revenge and others, and they're calling for a night of rage now. Uh, Department of Homeland Security issued a warning to churches and pregnancy centers, but I want to hear your response to this historic court case, Roe v. Wade being overturned today. Your thoughts, E.W. Jackson? Well, I would say, first of all, something I've been saying to people for years, you never give up. You never back down. You never give in because I really believe that right ultimately prevails over wrong and good ultimately mm. prevails over evil. And as, as has been said, uh, the only thing necessary for evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing. Mm. And so this is a historic win. It is a win for life. I want our country to be a culture of life, not of death. And I just, I mean, I, I, I am elated. I, I've got chills. It, it just, it, because all along I've been saying to people, there are fundamental rights and then there are made up rights. Mm -hmm. And that Amen. abortion is a made up right. There is no right to kill an unborn baby anymore. There's a right to kill any other person. But the Supreme Court finally, thank God, after what, 50 years, Plus, yeah. has seen the light. And we've got a, a court now that has has given us truth, which is there was never any right to an abortion. And now it goes back to the states for yes. the individuals in the states and voters in the states to debate this and talk about this and craft legislation that their conscience allows them to live with. But I hope that ultimately every state will protect the lives of unborn children. E.W., I want to get your thoughts to these headlines that are coming out of the uh, liberal Democrat news sources that are mainly they have the uh, the power across the country, uh, calling it a constitutional right to abortion. They frame things in such a way, even in the headline, that to you and I is a lie. It's a biblically, it's a lie, but it's not even true constitutionally. What's your response to this? Well, look, we know that the left in this country has decided that they don't care about what the Constitution says. They don't care about what our institutions uh, are, are, are designed to do. They only care about their agenda, and everything can be twisted and, and turned and perverted, 
in order to satisfy that agenda. I mean, I even heard uh, one commentator say this proves that the Supreme Court needs to be abolished. So now we've gone from packing the court to <laughs> abolishing the court. Uh, and, and, of course, we hear the threats of violence. Um, so it just goes to show that, you know, I've said many times as a Christian, as a conservative, I will defend people that I don't agree with from being accosted, assaulted, murdered, I want, and, or, or even being censored. I want people that I don't agree with to have the right to say their piece because I believe in freedom. But the left doesn't believe in any of that. They don't care about any of that. They only care about their agenda and whatever they have to destroy, whatever they have to pervert, whatever they have to do to make sure that their agenda prevails, they're going to do. And this just should, the reaction to this case just goes to show they have no respect for our institutions at all. I want to share with you um, what Planned Parenthood just put out, breaking the Supreme Court just overturned Roe v. Wade, ending our constitutional right to abortion. And it says, we know you may be feeling a lot of things right now, hurt, anger, confusion, whatever you feel is okay. We're here with you. We will never stop fighting for you. That's Planned Parenthood. And I wish we had more time. Next time, God willing, we have you on. We'll talk about Margaret Sanger and the truth behind Planned Parenthood. But uh, this is how they're going to respond. The battle is now going to the states. And what are your thoughts about half of the states seem to be uh, likely to reinforce protections? And there's going to be a state battle, which that's the way it should have been in the first place. Yeah, that's ultimately where the battle has to be fought. But, you know, I'm convinced of this, that in the same way that we won many hearts and minds, and I think the science is helping us now, the more we learn about that unborn baby, about its, its ability to feel pain, about the, the shape of its body, about its reactions to, to, to pressure. The more we learn, the more we realize it's not a blob. It's not a glob of tissue. It is a human being in nascent form. It is the same process to which you went and I went and every other human being goes. We weren't less human then. We were just at a very early stage of development. Mm. And I hope that every state ultimately comes to grips with that and, and, and as a matter of conscience just decides we simply can't kill our unborn babies as if it doesn't matter. We've got to protect their lives. Now, ultimately, I tell you, I'd love to see a constitutional amendment that really gives personhood to an unborn child. Amen. Uh, we're probably a long way from that, but I think that's the ultimate solution. So, E.W. Jackson, what what do you think happened in all these decades? We were talking before you joined us this morning about the fact that uh, two decades approximately after Roe v. Wade was decided, all the technology came out uh, with ultrasound sonograms, with all the research of what happens in the womb, that it is a human life, that it does have a heartbeat, that all these things that are going on, and yet... It took another 30 years, approximately, to actually get to this historic moment. Why do you think it took that long when we knew, uh, aside from the truth of the Bible, which is enough if you're a Christian, we knew from the science. Why do you think it took this long? Because it's not the head. It's not the intellect. It's the heart. And when the heart is dark, the head can't see. When the heart doesn't get it, the head doesn't get it. And, and you're right. I mean, no matter what the evidence is, um, it's dismissed because, here again, it doesn't comport with what they want. And, and frankly, let's face it, this, this is all part of, of the sexual revolution, that, 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 that sex is not a sacred union between a man and a woman in the bonds of marriage. That is whatever you want it to be. And the way to, to, to denigrate it even further is to say, if you happen to get pregnant, you just kill the baby. No, mm-hmm. no problem. Uh, and so 
this is a matter of the heart ultimately. And I think that's what we've been doing very successfully, winning hearts and minds, helping people to see that life really is sacred and we can't treat it like trash to be discarded or when a baby is born accidentally alive after an attempted abortion, yes. just let it die because after all, it doesn't matter. I mean, this is not, this is not America. That's not the way we think about life and about humanity. And I hope that every state ultimately comes to that conclusion. E.W. Jackson, we've got uh, less than a minute left in this segment. Do you have time, uh, a couple more minutes, or do you need to go real quick? No, I can, I can stay with you. Okay, so we'll take a break in a little bit, but because I, I want to ask you about uh, what our vice president said that uh, about religious objections to abortion. Uh, she said, you know, it won't require anyone to abandon their faith just because you're a pro-abortion. That's just ridiculous but we want to talk about that and i do want to ask you a little bit about pride month um <laughs> we've talked so much about that the onslaught and the change in our culture and we mentioned uh, before at the beginning of this podcast the fact that since uh, 1996 27 percent of the public supported legalizing same-sex unions this year 72 percent now support same-sex unions so th- that, those numbers flipped so we'll talk with ew jackson for a few more minutes when we come back from the break on Stand Up for the Truth. Keep it right here. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up for the Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Our guest is E.W. Jackson, and I just want to mention, because I didn't get to do it at the top of the podcast, he is the founder of The Called Church in Virginia, former candidate for U.S. Senate and the Republican nominee for Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, uh, U.S. Marine Corps veteran, veteran and uh he hosts the awakening i don't know if you guys have heard it. it's a phenomenal podcast tackling so many issues it's a radio show at american family radio talked about uh the second amendment uh you know uh, pride issues first amendment friday he does that every week and just all kinds of different topics he's not he doesn't back down from anything which is what we appreciate about him uh ew let's talk about our vice president now kamala harris and her, um, she has pushed abortion, obviously, since she was an AG in California, and she even came down hard on, um, uh, who was it, David Daleiden out there, even had his home raided when he did this, these undercover video, videos exposing Planned Parenthood. So we know, we knew where she stood, and we know where she stands, but yet she's coming out with the lies that are being promoted that for a Christian or for a religious person, she said, uh, being pro-choice or pro-abortion, quote, will will not require anyone to abandon their faith. Your thought about her worldview and uh, just where she stands? Well, aside from the fact that she is incompetent on everything else, <laughs> you should not surprise yes. us that she's incompetent on this as well. Look, I, I, I'm of this view. If you are pro-abortion, you are not a Christian. I just, I don't believe it. I just cannot believe it because to me it is such a fundamental issue. I mean, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life to the full until it overflows. And then you say, no, I believe that we, it's okay to kill an unborn baby. Well, then you don't know the Jesus I know because the Jesus I know is the God of life. And so for her to say that just shows that she, she has no clue what Christianity is all about. I mean, I said a little earlier, we don't want to hurt people. No. We're not interested if, if this is going the other way, and, it, and of course it, it has been for over 50 years, 
But we haven't threatened to kill people. And when we've had folks who called themselves part of the pro-life movement to do that, we denounce them yep. and say that's not who we are. That's not what we do. But but they have a different view about this. And, and for, from their perspective, almost anything goes. Like I said, they'll twist anything to fit their agenda. And she has now simply twisted Christianity to say, yeah, you can be Christian and, in effect, be pro-death. Well, no, actually, you can't. So you're uh, kind of leaning towards Proverbs 26.4, answer not a fool according to his, his or her folly. <laughs> On this. And, and, and look, exactly. Yeah. One, there are two texts about that. One says, lest you be like him. And Lord knows I don't want to be like her. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And by the way, EW, um, I'm holding in my hand this note from the Department of Homeland Security that they pull up, put out this bulletin, a summary of terrorism threat to the United States. And it pretty much talks about the possibility of the threat because of the nature of this environment uh, in the coming days that we might see attacks on faith-based institutions, public gatherings, meaning pro-life uh, groups, because of the Roe v. Wade decision. Can you imagine if the tables were reversed and a threat like this came out, in other words, that Christians would respond and there would be a threat of Christians causing terror or pro-lifers? We would never see that, first of all. But even if there were threats, can you imagine how the, the media would respond to that? It's interesting, that double standard, isn't it? Oh, it would be a national emergency. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Because if, if you've got the FBI gearing up to investigate parents who are simply going to school board meetings mm. and voicing their objections to what their children are being taught, and suddenly they become domestic terrorists and they become enemies of the state that need to be investigated, imagine if there were threats coming out of the pro-life side to do harm to people, uh, judges or anybody. Uh, oh my! I can't imagine. But see, you know. But here's the thing, David. That's not what happens. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I think the left always thinks they can win over us because we're not willing to lie, cheat, steal, threaten, do physical harm, and all of that. That's not part of our arsenal. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And they always think they can win over us because they're willing to do pretty much anything. And we can only do those things that we know will be God glorifying. So we've got to not resist evil with evil, but resist evil with good. Mm. And so, but, but you know what, here again, they don't understand. We are far more powerful than they will ever be because our power is not coming from us or politics. It's coming ultimately from God. Amen. Amen, brother. So E.W. Jackson, we've got just a couple minutes left with you. I'm going to get your take on pride promotion. We, we can really say it's not just pride month because this is all year round, but it's gone to new levels where they've hijacked the rainbow flag. They're glorifying sin, including drag queens and including the Biden administration, which is a story I read at the top of this podcast right before the breaking news. But pride month won't stop as far as the promotion of it, on June 30 next week. Can you give Christians some advice on how we can be responding to this? Yes. Number one, don't compromise. I see the chairman of the Republican Party compromising against the platform of the party. Mm. Uh, I see other people who consider themselves conservative wanting to engage in uh, celebrating uh, Pride Month and meeting with the LGBTQ community. Mm. Don't compromise. Because here's what we have to understand, David. 
the, the, the stuff that we see, the drag queen story hours, the, the drag queen stripping in front of children, uh, the, the teaching transgenderism and keeping it from parents and, and having these secret relationships with children where your parents don't need to know. It's all part of the same movement. And when you give it any encouragement, you are strengthening them to do the evil that they're doing. Don't compromise with it. It is not gay. It's homosexuality. They're not happy. They're not joyful. They're not carefree. Uh, it, this, this stuff is evil, and we've got to call it out and without compromise. We speak the truth in love. We don't hate them, and we're not afraid of them. We're not phobic. But we're, we're biblical, mm. and uh, it's not our opinion. It's what the Word of God teaches, and we just got to stand on it without apology. Amen. Amen. I pray we continue to do that. More people, more believers, more uh, Bible-believing Christians will speak up. Um, we read the story about uh, young children now. Um, and by the way, if you care about protecting children, I think you would be against the LGBTQ promotion of this, the drag queens and uh, we're seeing young children at these events because they know the left, it is a, a demonic movement, and they're after the kids. One more minute for E.W. Jackson, just just to respond to, uh, we never thought we'd see this kind of thing accepted in the really the mainstream. Oh, look, we've just I just found out Kroger and Food Lion and Harris Teeter are all celebrating Gay Pride Month. Kroger's being sued because they fired a couple of employees because they wouldn't wear the rainbow flag wow. during Gay Pride Month on their uniforms. Uh, th- this stuff has gotten completely out of hand. I call it, it's like a mass psychosis to me, a cult-like response to indoctrination where people have just given over reason to this stuff. I call it the SPCG movement now, the sexual perversion child grooming movement, because that's what it's come down to at this point, selling sexual perversion and grooming children to be a part of it. And we simply got to stand against it because God is against it. He loves those people, but he hates that sin. And we've got to take the same position. Amen. God bless you, brother E.W. Jackson. We will connect with you again. But uh, thank you so much for all the work you do. We appreciate your voice. And uh, thanks again for your ministry. Thank you, David. Pleasure to be with you. All right. God bless you. Thank you. All Um, right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Let's go. I love that, that SPCV movement. Um, let's go back and, and talk about, uh, before we, well, I need to just a little bit more about what we were talking about, the, the slide in America. And then we'll end, of course, talking about the recapping the breaking news. By the way, if you just joined us on live radio and you haven't been on social media, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade today in a landmark opinion. So that's good news. Um, uh, it's, it's really been an amazing morning. We got to break the news on this podcast, which it's rarely happened. I don't think it's ever happened, in fact, um, on this podcast. But let's see, go back to this article on how the triumph of the LGBTQ and their activism has not only obviously taken the culture by storm, but it has negatively impacted the church. Now, this, what I mentioned earlier, I can't emphasize these numbers enough an unprecedented shift in public opinion that Gallup, when they polled in 1996, only 27% of the public supported legalizing same-sex unions. And this year, the number is 72%. So those numbers flipped from 27 to 72. Now, prove of same-sex marriage. So this is very interesting, friends, that we know culture is changing. A lot of things have played into this. You think of all the 
uh, gay characters that have been added not only to primetime television shows and then Hollywood blockbuster movies, but now to Disney cartoons. And we reported on the depravity at Disney and their history, really demonic history going back many decades. We reported on that a couple months ago. Uh, but 1997, remember Ellen DeGeneres uh, came out as openly as lesbian and the next show her, I mean, the next year her show was you know, tanked in the ratings. Um, so it really, even in 97, it really isn't, wasn't even universally accepted. But now, why do you think that is? Not that the culture accepts it, but that Christians and the church, the church has become generally, and I'm not talking about the remnant uh, solid Bible-believing, sound doctrine churches. I'm talking about generally churches in America have become, quote, uh, promoters of welcoming diversity, inclusion, tolerance, meaning let just let them love who they want to love. They're not hurting anybody. Let gay people be with gay people and don't say anything. Um, why? Why do we say something? Because we see it's 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 affecting our children. It's affecting our country. Uh, it's causing so many things. Um, a lack of uh, marriage. Marriage is going down like crazy. The, the decline in marriages. And of course, that means when a man and woman don't get married or they don't get together, they're just, you know, caving to culture. They're not going to have children. They're not going to procreate. You know, our numbers are below what the numbers we need to sustain a society, what a healthy society needs to repopulate. Do you know our numbers are below that line now? This has all played into that, the LGBTQ++ agenda. So uh, keep praying, friends. God is not shocked by any of this. That's the, uh, what I really want to emphasize. God is not shocked by any of this. So let's continue to talk about the importance of standing up for the truth, and that means life in a mother's womb. Uh, there's so many scriptures we could go to. But one of my go-tos is always Psalm 139 because it really says some wonderful uh, things about God creating us. He said, uh, the psalmist said, you wove me in my mother's womb. So the Bible identifies a child or a baby in the womb uh, the same as the Bible identifies a newborn or a young, very young child of a year, a couple years old, or whatever. It's very interesting. The Bible makes no distinction in reference to human life. And then it says, You wove me in my mother's womb. I give thanks to you because I am awesomely and wonderfully made. Another translation says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. What does that mean? Our mind, our will, our emotions, we know it very well that God is the creator of life and his, and life is a miracle and that his works are wonderful. And then it goes on, verse 15, my frame. Now, the Bible talks about strengthening your frame. That means your physical body, your bones, your muscles, your joints, your ligaments, everything that makes you human. Uh, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully formed in the depths of the earth. That you, you can translate that in a mother's womb, the depths of the earth, meaning the unknown, that you can't see what's going on when a baby is formed. Of course, now we can. Uh, and then verse 16, your eyes have seen my formless substance. Talking about God sees you 
in your mother's womb. Your eyes have seen my formless substance, and in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. Translation, he knew you before you were born, he knows the number of your days, and he knew that even when you were in the womb. Okay, we've got just a couple minutes left. Now we go back to the breaking news story. Uh, We're just so thankful. Be aware of the lying and deceptive headlines of the liberal mainstream Marxist media that are pro-abortion. I did a study, friends, uh, looking back to the 1980s and 90s, that a majority of media representatives and outlets, journalists so-called, were pro-choice. They they favored abortion back in the late 80s and 1990s. Where do you, where do you think they're at today? So look at the headlines when they lie and call murder in a mother's womb, the, the dismemberment of babies in mother's wombs, a constitutional right to abortion. Uh, really quick, I want to just thank you guys who attended the uh, movies for The Mind last night in Oshkosh at uh, Calvary Sunrise Church. They They showed... 2,000 Mules, the documentary by Dinesh D'Souza. They had a record turnout for that movie. Um, I will be speaking next month. I believe it's on July 14 or 15. I think it's the 14th. Whatever Thursday night that is, I will be speaking there in Oshkosh. We'll uh, talk talk more about that as uh, we get closer. But it was a blessing to have E.W. Jackson on the podcast. It was a blessing to be able to break some good news that will affect us state by state in this country And I just want to share who's coming up next week on the podcast. Are you ready for some more heavy hitters and topics? J.B. Hickson on Monday. Gary Kaw on Tuesday. Apologist and author Natasha Crane Wednesday. Uh, We're talking to Tara Kozlowski on human trafficking Thursday. And Scott Shera on Friday. His website, ouramazinggrace.net. Thank you guys so much. Let us know what you think. God bless you, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.